Tom, our Joe about Hate Street. This is Spielpod.com. The Week in Georgia, in English, coming to you from San Francisco's Gooey Center, The Lower Hate. Today is Thursday, the 15th of November. On this date, in 565, Justin II becomes Eastern Roman Empire emperor following the death of his uncle Justinian. 1983, the Turkish Republic of Northern Cyprus unilaterally declares its independence following eight years of unsuccessful negotiations with the Greek Cypriot community. 1985, the Anglo-Irish Agreement is signed at Hillsborough Castle by British Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher and the Irish Tisich Gerald Fitzgerald. Garrett Fitzgerald. 1987, workers on the Romanian in the Romanian town of Brasov rebel against Ceausescu's economic policies, which had resulted in food rationing and lower wages. About 20,000 workers sacked the party headquarters, burns party records, and propaganda. 2006, Al Jazeera's English language version launches worldwide. Birthdays are 1867, German polyglot Emil Krebs, who mastered 68 languages, including Georgian, and is known for translating the phrase kiss my ass into 40 of them. In 1887, American modernist painter Georgia O'Keeffe, 1968, American rapper Russell Tyrone Jones, commonly known as Old Dirty Bastard, founding member of the Wu-Tang Clan, and in 1970, former Minister of Health in both Georgia and Ukraine, Sandro Kvitashvili. On this day, Orthodox churches that follow the revised Julian calendar, such as the Coptic and Ethiopian churches, begin the Nativity Fast, which continues through the 25th of December. I'm your host, Mark Mullen. If you'd like to comment on the forum or ask a question, go to tapilpod.com or send us an email at tapilpod at gmail.com. Mera Morchadze was convicted of coercing a witness in the Chorava Street murder case to change his testimony and sentenced uh, uh, to... Uh, was convinced of coer- convicted of coercing a witness in the Horava Street murder case to change his testimony and sentenced to two years in prison by the Tbilisi City Court. However, as part of the plea deal, the sentence was changed to a two-year conditional sentence, and he was released. Uh-huh. The Horava Street murders were a controversial case from Tbilisi last December, where two high school boys were killed. And a cover-up implemented by relatives and friends of those involved resulted with no one being charged in uh, one of the deaths. Zaza Saralidze, father of one of the boys that was killed and a protest leader, said that he thought Morchadze had been sacrificed by the authorities in order to defuse tensions surrounding the massive protests in June, and that all he wants is for his son's killer um, for there to be justice uh, served in that case. On the same day as Morchadze's conviction, on the 9th, the Tbilisi municipality told Saralidze and another protest leader, Malchaz Machalikashvili, whose 19-year-old son was killed by the state security service during the counterterrorism special operation last winter, that they had to, they had to end their long-running Fathers for Truth protest in front of the parliament building on Roostevelli so that the municipality could install a Christmas tree on the 7th of December. Public defender called the request an illegal attempt to restrict freedom of assembly, calling the argument artificial. NGOs, including the hardest-working NGO in the caucus of Transparency International Georgia, also released a statement saying that preventing protesters from setting up tents was an infringement on the freedom of assembly. Protesters eventually were able to set up 15 tents. They also reported that Saralidze was hospitalized following an altercation with police for the second time in the last month. This time his mother was also hospitalized. He's been somewhat fragile following a hunger strike earlier this year. 
an online petition circulated saying that people didn't want a Christmas tree at the expense of human rights and gained over 9,000 signatures. Former Tbilisi Mayor Aliko Elis, uh, Mayor's candidate uh, Eliko Elisashvili and former Parliamentary Speaker Dato Usupashvili both criticized the government's actions and noted that Otsneba leaders had often used tents while protesting the Saakashvili government. Georgian Young Lawyers Association also criticized the move, noting that a 2016 case they won against the City Hall that ruled that a ban on tents related to a guerrilla gardener's protest was an infringement of civil liberties. Tbilisi Mayor Kachi Kaladze said that the December 7th Christmas tree deadline was a mere recommendation, though the Interior Ministry says that the decision to ban tents was based on security-related secret information. They have until the 15th of November to prove to provide uh, that information to a judge. Also on the 12th, protesters marked what would have been Tamerlane Machalikashvili's 20th birthday with a rally aimed specifically at former deputy head of the state security service, Soso Gogashvili, who they believe is directly responsible for that special operation that killed Tamerlane. Gogashvili is currently leading the presidential campaign of Otsneba-endorsed independent Salome Zurabashvili. Along with National Security Advisor and UN hater John Bolton and Presidential Advisor Fiona Hill, there was a roadshow of State Department people to, uh, in Tbilisi to get Georgia and its people to lean on Iran. The group included Catherine Bradbury from Treasury and Cheryl Fernandez, Lisa Stratton, Stu Huffman, and Scott Odkirk, all from the State Department, in town to tell everybody, sorry, we know it's a pain, Iran sanctions are back. The date for Georgia's last presidential election has been officially set for the 28th of November, a Wednesday. This comes after complaints by the opposition candidate, Grigol Bashadze, and arguments from both him and various NGOs, including the hardest-working NGO in the Caucus of Transparency International Georgia, that the election should be not should not be held on a work day. The reason they are doing this, of course, is the same reason that some states hold odd-year elections, which is to depress turnout. Vashadze said that this was done by Otsneba in order to prevent Georgians abroad from voting, since all 11 of them, since they will not be able to take off work so easily. The NGOs also argue that the weekday choice hinders voters inside Georgia as well, even though the day is officially a public holiday, since many have to travel long distances to reach their officially registered addresses. And their polling places, the Central Elections Commission announced that polls abroad would be open until midnight instead of 8 p.m. as in Georgia in order to alleviate some of these concerns. Polling stations for troops in Afghanistan will open two days earlier on the 26th. Zurbashvili began active campaigning again this week following a whopping 10-day post-election rest. She visited the South Ossetian occupation line in Kareli Municipality, where Russian forces have recently begun reinforcing the boundary with barbed wire. She said that as the uh, as president, she would work on balancing increased security with borderization in the area and would visit Georgian soldiers in Afghanistan, unlike Donald Trump. Odsneva's supporting TV channel Imedi released a video showing Bashadze and Saakashvili together as Misha announced the commencement of military activities in South Ossetia in an attempt to further link the candidates and the former president. <clears throat> Zurabashvili also said that she and her children have been receiving voice and text messages containing death threats, including statements like, I will put a bullet hole in your forehead and I will drink your blood. 
She said that the people sending the threats were identifiable through social media reports, are ex-soldiers, and are part of a United National Movement-linked campaign of threats and insults. Her lawyer said that one offender was a volunteer soldier fighting in Ukraine. She also said that civil society, which is obligated to protect calmness and balance ahead of the runoff, would be held responsible if they didn't immediately show an appropriate reaction. That's weird. The Interior Ministry uh, has begun an investigation, and uh, Transparency International Georgia and the International Society for Fair Elections and Democracy, ISFED, both released statements calling for rapid investigation and punishment. Public defender Nino Lomjadia commented on Facebook that making death threats is a crime, and thus civil society is not responsible for dealing with them. She added that NGO... NGOs receive similar messages all the time and included some images of threats she had received since taking the public defender job. Grigol Vashadze campaign, the Vashadze campaign condemned the threats and denied that they came from people associated with UNM or its leader, while calling for the Interior Ministry to investigate systemic intimidation and politically motivated violence against opposition activists in Caspi, Marneuli, and Akalkalaki. UNM Member of Parliament Salome Samadashvili was unsympathetic, saying that if I held a press briefing every time I received threats on Facebook, it would be awkward. A retired Lieutenant General and former Chief of the Joint Staff of the Armed Forces, Devi Chankotadze, and a group of other former military officers, all in camouflage uniform, condemned, condemned Zudabashvili's remarks about the 2008 war and basically accused her of treason at an event at the Mukhaverdi Brothers Cemetery. Zurabashvili has come under heavy criticism for her remarks in which she blamed former President Misha Saakashvili for starting the conflict. This week, a UNM activist confronted her about the comments during her visit to Kareli, and many soldiers and former uh, soldiers were inspired by the address to denounce Zurabashvili on Facebook. Chonkadze's statements led to Otsneba accusations that the opposition was trying to involve the military in the election campaign. Major General Vladimir Chachibaya, the current chief of the general staff of the Georgian Armed Forces, made an announcement saying that attempts to entangle the army and, uh, and politics were dangerous and went against the entrance of the army, while the defense ministry also denounced attempts to politicize the armed forces. Prime Minister Mamuka Bakhtadze announced that increases in social spending and government wages are on their way. He announced that people who find jobs will still be eligible for social benefits in the year that they find them, that about 7,500 members of, uh, of the military will get pay increases and an additional 700 will be provided with housing. Members of the Coast Guard and the Border Patrol will receive raises and that more IDPs will be housed. Transparency International Georgia said that this was electorally motivated public spending and thus violated laws on the use of administrative resources in campaigns. ISFED also noted that this and 10 other recent announcements by the Prime Minister, the Minister for Regional Development and Infrastructure, the Ministry for Displaced Persons, Health and Social Welfare, the Ministry of Education, and Municipal Services gave similar impressions. Bakhtadze denied that the announcement was election-related, poof, and said that the government has been working on the issue since long before the elections, since the summer of 2018, before the election. Meanwhile, Parliamentary Speaker Irakli Kobachidze continued in his role as Otsneba's most aggressive campaigner this week, calling UNM a criminal, dirty political force with no future in Georgian politics, accusing them of grave crimes against the country, including permitting the full occupation of two historic regions of Georgia. What is an unhistoric region of Georgia, I wonder? Anyway, another UNM supporter in Javachete was reportedly assaulted last Thursday following an attack on the 30th 
on numerous UNM activists in their Achal Kaliki headquarters. The most recent attack came after the victim gave an interview to Rustaviori about possible corruption related to the local member of parliament, Enzel Mikoyan, whose brother is accused of the first attack. In the interview, the activist said that Mikoyan controls the whole region and most of its business and artificially regulates potato prices, leading to losses for farmers. Two days later, he was beaten by unknown assailants and hospitalized. Otsneba representatives say that he was injured during the fight in a football match that had nothing to do with politics, which seems to be the equivalent of when the police say somebody fell down a staircase. While one media report says that the Interior Ministry said that he was injured (laughs) while chopping wood. Members of the opposition have asked that Mikoyan's status as a member of parliament be rescinded, but Otsneba has remained supportive of him. The CEC also officially confirmed the first round vote tally, which is the same as the one initially announced post-election. Zurabashvili got 38.64%, Bashadze with 37.74%, European Georgia's Dato Bakradze with 10.97%. Four other candidates got less than 4% of the vote, and the remaining 18 got less than 1% each. Parliament met on the 13th and 14th to discuss a revised draft of the 2019 budget. They expect 10.4 billion lottie in revenue, 9.6 billion in expenditures, slightly higher than the 2018 bu- budget. They predict the growth will remain at 4.5% with 3% inflation and the lottie worth 2.7 uh, to the dollar. Most ministries and departments will either receive the same amount of money as they did 2018 or more, though the Central Elections Commission and the government administration will face decreased funding. Georgian Orthodox Church will continue to receive 25 million lati. Parliament is expected to approve the budget early in December. Parliament delayed a planned planetary hearing, uh, uh, sorry, a planned plenary hearing on proposed changes to the law regarding residency for foreign citizens. The controversial changes will affect employment residence permits, investment residence permits, indefinite residence permits, short-term residence uh, permit terms, generally by making them harder and more expensive to obtain. For expats living in Georgia who want to stay around, this is targeted to make it difficult for you. Pay attention to this story and details of what they're doing. If you ever wanted to get involved in advocacy, now is the time to call somebody you know important and say this is a bad thing. Alan Duncan, the British Minister for State in Europe and the Americas, Minister of State for Europe and the Americas, and the Foreign Commonwealth Office of the United Kingdom visited Georgia on the 8th for the Wardrobe Dialogue, an annual discussion with senior members of the Georgian government about bilateral issues. Duncan also met with Prime Minister Bakhtadze. European Parliament assessed the implementation of the EU-Georgia Association Agreement at their Brussels sitting on the 13th, noting that progress was generally positive, but concerns remain about foreign interference and corruption. They adopted a resolution saying that the Parliament warmly welcomes the sustained reform track and progress made in implementing the AA and DCFTA, which has positioned Georgia as a key partner of the EU and the region with over 500 votes in favor, 97 against, 34 abstentions. On the 7th, the Congress of Local and Regional Authorities of the Council of Europe... Uh, if you remember that Aslan Abashidze used to love this thing, adopted a resolution recommending a report on monitoring local and regional democracy in Georgia. They found that while there was definitely improvements to be made, the situation of democracy in Georgia was globally satisfactory, and the direct election of mayors, the increase of financial capacity of local governments, and the development of comprehensive reform strategy aimed at decentralization, modernization of local government were all positive developments. However, 
They were concerned about the difficulties faced by opposition politicians in accessing information needed to do their jobs and by the potential for over-concentration of power in the hands of mayors. Mayaskitsashvili, the Minister of Regional Development and Infrastructure, also attended the Congress in Strasbourg. Norway announced that they would be opening a Tbilisi embassy in 2019 following their departure from Baku. Norwegian Minister of Foreign Affairs Ine Marie Eriksen Soride said that it was because uh, Georgia, um, because uh, Georgia was their strategic partner in the region, uh, and it had nothing to do with the fact that Azerbaijan was harassing them in every way possible when they would try to give out uh, funds. Foreign Minister David uh, Zalikiani is in the Nor- is in Nordic countries from the 11th through the 16th. He visited Finland, Sweden, Denmark, met numerous officials, including Finnish Foreign Minister Timo Soine, Norwegian Foreign Minister Soride, Danish Foreign Minister Anders Samuelsson, and spoke about the 2008 war at an event organized by the Norwegian Institute of International Affairs, among other events and meetings. A number of different organizations and governments uh, have condemned the building of barbed wire fences on the South Ossetian occupation line by Russian forces, including the United States, United Kingdom, the European Union, monitoring mission in Georgia, the UMM state, and also included some details, including that the area affected is about 400 meters long. South Ossetian Foreign Minister Dmitry Medoev visited Moscow on the 11th through the 13th, where he met with Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov and visited the new South Ossetian, I say with air quotes, embassy. Abkhazian authorities in the predominantly ethnic Georgian region of uh, Abkhazia, Gali, stopped issuing residency permits last week because, really, their printer ran out of ink, which they say they cannot afford to replace. This permit is needed across the boundary between Abkhazia and the rest of Georgia, but for now, residents will need to submit a separate form and pay 2,000 rubles, about $30 every time they cross, Locals say that they think the move is just a scam for the Abkhazian authorities to Abkhazian authorities to obtain more money from residents. Gali residents also noted that none of Georgia's political parties campaigned in the region before this year's presidential elections. In past years, Otsneba had local campaigners and organized many buses to take voters from Gali to the polling stations. Additionally, the Abkhazian government has in the past years made it more difficult to cross near election time. But this year, locals reported no more problems than any other day. Apparently, Zurabashvili's pro-Russian statements have reduced support for her in a region that typically supports the ruling party. Transparency International Georgia released a set of 11 policy proposals aimed at transforming key state institutions in accordance with the fundamental principles of democratic governance. Their suggestions cover a variety of topics, including election, judiciary, law enforcement, reform, civil service, and education improvements and changes to economic environment with the goal of creating a balanced government in an increasing parliamentary role and more oversight of the executive branch. It's great. Everybody should read it. But in case you don't get around to it, here they are. Number one, establish a group for the planning and coordination of reforms under the prime minister of Georgia. Two, create a balanced system for democratic governance. Three, change the electoral system and legislation. Four, implement genuine reform of the judicial system. Five, reform and depoliticize law enforcement and security institutions. Six, investigate high-profile cases in a timely and efficient manner. Seven, carry out effective anti-corruption policy and reform. Eight, carry out, uh, sorry, uh, 
uh, nine, the government must facilitate the development of free media environment. Ten, increase effectiveness of educational policy. And 11, create a favorable economic environment and an effective social security system. Aslan Bek Dadayev, journalist for Radio Free Europe, Radio Liberty's Chechen language service, Radio Marsho, was denied entry into Georgia for the third time in the last two months. Uh, Dadayev has been living temporarily in Tbilisi and says his belongings are still in Georgia. On a recent work trip, he visited the Pankizi Gorge, home to, a che- to, home to Chechen population, the Kis, and wrote about hotels, choirs, and Chechen language in Pankizi schools. He also interviewed Malchaz uh, Machalikashvili in Tbilisi, and arranged for other journalists to interview him. Dadaev says he previously had trouble entering Georgia last December during the period of the counterterrorism special operations and is confident that the refusal this time is related to his professional work. He was given an official document for the refusal, but all it says is that they don't consider him a threat and that his documents were in order. But the provision in the law permits people to be turned away for the vague other cases considered by Georgian law. Radio Free Europe, Radio Liberty has inquired with foreign interior ministries but has heard nothing back. Dadaev plans to sue and appeal the denial of entry. Other less well-connected Chechens also face difficulties entering Georgia and are often denied for false or vague reasons. Foreign trade in Georgia was up 20.5% from 2017 for January through October, the biggest percentage increase in exports up 24.5%. Total foreign trade was worth 10.3 10.3 billion US dollars with imports uh, equal to 7.5 billion dollars and exports worth 2.7 billion dollars each. Russia has been the largest supplier of oil to Georgia so far this year. Indian Airlines Indigo plans to start daily flights from Tbilisi to Delhi in February 2019. Air France is planning regular flights between Paris and Tbilisi starting in April 2019. The meme this week comes from a new advertising barrage from the Zurabashvili campaign that includes giant billboards with pictures about Sneba leaders saying, Principled election. No dictators. Choose freedom. The Internet has taken these images and replaced the pictures of Kobachidze and Bidzina with everything from less flattering pictures of them to um, Stalin and John Travolta. Pacific Standard wrote about Abkhazian attempts to bolster their claims of statehood by accepting Syrian refugees, mainly of Circassian descent. Syrians in Abkhazia are refugees, immigrants, returnees, citizens, paying, playing a more complicated role in uh, than Syria. Syrians headed to the United States or France or wherever. The article provides an overview of Abkhazia's and Abkhazian diaspora uh, history. <clears throat> Uh, though it downplays Russian involvement in the region and fails to mention the significant numbers of ethnic Georgians who still live there. The Abkhaz government is working to increase their overall population, cut drastically during the wars, and the Syrian conflict has provided a rare source of people interested in moving there. They've been willing to take people who are of mixed Circassian Abkhazian descent, even those who identify as just Circassian. The Russian government funded three charter flights from Beirut to Sochi, and then the refugees continued onward to Sukhumi, where they were taken to a fancy hotel and fireworks um, in their honor. Nevertheless, Sukhumi is a far cry from Damascus, at least in its former years, and some have moved back to Syria. But others have stayed studying Russian and Abkhaz, joining local soccer leagues, and even enrolling in Abkhazian State University. 
uh, a Georgian uh, Al Jazeera journalist, Tamila Vasilomidze, filmed an episode uh, of their show Correspondent about the visit home and the Soviet legacy and the scars that remain. She had family uh, that were uh, disappeared during Stalin's purges and left because she felt the weight of history keeping her down. She thinks that Georgia needs to move actively to confront the Soviet past before the country can move forward. She talks about the impact of decaying Soviet architecture, visits her family in a graying apartment, speaks to nostalgic photographer, among other things. It's great. She's a great journalist. It's a, it's a very personal style, um, and uh, everybody enjoy it. Take a look. Guardian covered Tbilisi's architectural disasters, describing Saakashvili's architectural contributions to the city as, a malig- as malignant glass tumors, and quoting a local architect saying, for nine years we had a president who was very interested in architecture. It was a disaster. The author goes on to discuss the recently established Tbilisi Architectural Biennial, which was founded in part to examine alternatives for future development in the city that fit the environment instead of fighting it. The biennial focused on the suburb of Guldani, bringing numerous architects to the area to create monuments and other architecturally inspired projects while learning about its history. All this stuff to read is posted on our forum. This week's dive bar number is 16, the number of founders of the Georgian National Academy of Science. Among them, three linguists, three Georgis, and one specialist in subtropical cultures. Artisarium Tbilisi's 11th Annual Contemporary Art Exhibition and Art Events run through the 19th at the History Museum, featuring works from many Georgian artists and a few from the UK, Germany, Turkey, Japan, Czech Republic, and some other places. On the 16th at Tbilisi, uh, the, uh, in Tbilisi, the Astronomy Club of Georgia and the National Science Library presents a lecture by science and education group NOVA President Ramaz Bluashvili on how to find information about space, the U.S. military, and NASA using museum archives. The lecture in Georgian will be at the library at 7 p.m. will be followed by a screening of a documentary by Bluashvili. Also on the 16th, the Gift Theater Festival presents show at 8 p.m. at the Roostevelli Theater. The performance by the Hofesh Schechter Company combines exhilarating tribal choreography with a pulsating score telling the story of a group of Anarchic performers playing their parts in a macabre circus of comedy, murder, and desire. The Carbasla Shopping Mall in Tbilisi will host a coffee and tea festival on the 16th and 17th from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. hundred different teas and coffees will be available to try from a wide variety of international and Georgian producers. The American Chamber of Commerce in Georgia's 20th anniversary gala is Saturday the 17th at Tbilisi's Funicular Ballroom. Also on the 17th, newspaper Flamingo will host the the first of their public lecture series uh, in the building that once housed the printing of newspaper 24 Hours in Tbilisi. The lecture by Radio Liberty journalist Nico Nergadze, who's a very smart guy, by the way, will cover the development and transformation of printed media and its intersection with social media in Georgia and the world at large. (coughs) On the 17th and 18th, Tbilisi's Politica uh, by Bauhaus will host Green Festival aimed at starting critical discourses on Georgian society, criticizing, analyzing, and solving environmental problems while strengthening urban activism. Events begin at 2 p.m. each day, include lectures, workshops, film screenings, and more. There are also, um, they're also writing a letter to the mayor calling for the construction of a tram. The exhibit Fifth Room Correction of Mistakes by Georgian contemporary artist Chubika 
opens on the 17th at 7 p.m. at the National Academy of Sciences in Tbilisi. The work, which is on display through the 8th of December, explores the concert the concept of will, as in free will, and is dedicated to the film director Misha Kobachidze. Uh, it's part of the third Tbilisi Triennial. The Georgian Studies Program at Oxford School of Global and Area Studies presents a seminar series on the 22nd from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. at St. Anthony's College. Speakers are Dr. Leila are Dr. Leila Rechiashvili on urban mobility, governance, and political economic transition in Georgia. The very, very smart and cool Dr. Gavin Slade on the politics of prisons, punishment, insecurity, and governance in Georgia. And Dr. Alexei Gugushvili on exit and voice, understanding immigration intentions in Georgia. That's it for this week. My Twitter address is at TXTBUK. Our email is tpeelpod at gmail.com or post to the forum on our website, www.tpeelpod.com. And we will finish with, from East Harlem, 1996, this is Tupac Shakur with How Do You Want It? Got a nickel wantin' it so bad I'm about to pass I wanna dig you and I can't even lie about it Baby, just alleviate your clothes, time to fly about Catch you at a club, oh shit, you got me feeling Body talking shit to me, but I can't comprehend the meaning Now if you wanna roll with me, then this your chance Do an 80 on the freeway, police catch me if you can Forgive me, I'm a rider, still I'm just a simple man All I want is money, fuck the fame, I'm a simple man It's the international player with the passport Just like a ladder, bitch, get you anything you ask for I see the him or me Champagne, Hennessy, a favorite of my homies when we fall on our enemies. Witness as we creep to a low speed. Keep what I hold me. Pump some more weed, bump. You don't need approaching with you with a passion. Been a long day, but I've been driven by attraction in a strong way. Your body is banging, baby. I love it when you're flown it. Time to give it to daddy, nigga. Now tell me how you roll it. Positions on the floor, it's like erotic, ironic, cause I'm somewhat psychotic. I'm hitting switches on bitches like I've been fixed when I drop it. Up and down like a roller coaster. I'm up inside and I ain't quitting till the show's over. Cause I'm a rider in and out, it's like a robbery. I'll probably be a freak and let you get on top of me. Get a rockin' knees, nights full of LSA. A living legend, you ain't heard about these niggas, play these Cali days. The Lord is tough to use a motherfucker. Instead of trying to help a nigga, you destroy your brother. Worse than the others, Bill Clinton, Mr. Bado. You're too old. I got
the streets in the temple. My only hope for survive if I was to stay alive. Getting high, see the demons in my eyes before I die. I wanna live my life in bond, make a couple million, and then I'm chilling, fading more. These taxes got me crossed up, and people trying to sue me. Idiots in my business, and they acting like they know me. <laughs> But I'm a mash out, peel out. I'm ready for that's what the motherfuckers steal out. Yeah, nigga, it's some new shit, so better get up on it when you see me telling niggas. 